You are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. The NBDA would like to offer a sincere note of thanks to Associate Member Bike Exchange for their continued support of the NBDA and retailers at large. BikeExchange.com is the world's leading bicycle marketplace. Across eight countries, Bike Exchange prides itself as being the one-stop destination to buy, sell, and find everything bike. Since 2007, Bike Exchange has fueled the passion to ride by making it easy to buy and sell online. They connect with consumers everywhere to find, research, and buy all their related cycling needs through their marketplace. They also support and connect hundreds of retail bike stores and brands throughout the world. Bike Exchange is committed to helping people find the right cycling product in a single location and is considered the online destination for all things bicycles. Connecting your retail location to Bike Exchange is free and you pay a commission only on what you sell. Join Bike Exchange today and you'll receive a free one-year membership to the Professional Bike Mechanics Association and a free copy of the NBDA Cost of Doing Business Report. This membership and research has a combined value of $750, and it is being provided free of charge to bike retailers that join Bike Exchange today. Learn more at bikeexchange.com. Welcome to another episode of Bicycle Retail Radio produced by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. This is MBDA President Heather Mason. Specialty bicycle retailers are the heart of the cycling industry, and since 1946, the MBDA has existed to strengthen these businesses through education, research, communication, and advocacy. We truly believe when we create thriving bicycle retailers, the industry and the cycling community follows. The NBDA is a nonprofit supported by the membership of participating retailers and industry partners. If you are not already a member, you can learn more and join online at nbda.com. Really excited to get into today's podcast with the significant growth of e-bikes over the past several years. I am looking forward to the conversation with today's guest. Today, we welcome Laura Montero, Technical Product Specialist at Bosch E-Bike Systems, to the podcast. Laura, based in Austin, Texas, is part of the team that interfaces with independent bicycle retailers on a regular basis. She's working with retailers on technical training, relationship building, support, and resources. For more than 10 years, Bosch has been delivering innovative e-bike drive systems that offer top performance and quality. Their award-winning motors, highly efficient batteries, and modern displays can be found on e-mountain, e-tracking, city e-bike, or e-cargo bikes. Listen in and learn more about Bosch e-bike systems, how retailers can thrive working closely aligned, and a bit of firsthand insight around cultivating an e-community, sustainability, and opportunity. Really excited to get into today's conversation. There's going to be so much here. Laura, welcome to Bicycle Retail Radio. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Heather, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, gosh, it's been awesome getting to know you and the Bosch e-bike team. And I have to tell you, it must be pretty awesome to be working with such an amazing, innovative company. How did you get involved with Bosch? Oh, wow. Great question. I sometimes feel like I just stumbled into it, sort of right place, right time. But I do feel super fortunate with the team I have. I actually met the rep for Southern California, who uh, does my job in Southern California, at a PBMA conference. 
and he was interested. He, I guess, liked my personality, or I don't know what he saw in me, but it was, I'm glad he did. And yeah, I was working at a bike shop at the time here in Austin. And yeah, it was a smooth transition. It was really wonderful. Yeah. I love those right place, right time where you kick it off with someone and it's like meant to be. I have to tell you, I didn't know. And I hope our retailers and our listeners know that Bosch has a team that works with retailers on technical training and relationship building. How cool. So what does that involve? Yeah, basically there is a team of around 10 of us and we cover obviously different regions in the country so that each retailer has a sort of local contact that they can reach out to. So my job is of course to carry out these uh, technical trainings that we offer throughout the year to just give dealers sort of updated information and make sure that they feel comfortable with the product, they know what to do with it when it shows up in their shop, and they know how to sell it. So these team members of mine, we're also building relationships with those shops so that we kind of understand the market and we can get insights that uh, that only really retailers can provide. Yeah, I'm just going to say, as e-bikes continue to boom, I can't imagine your phone must be off the hook, <laughs> like, right? It's pretty wild. Yeah, absolutely. Especially just every year. I've been with the team now for just over three years. And every year, it's just more and more interest, especially from consumers, but even shops that thought they would never get into e-bikes now are, are uh, calling me on a regular basis. So it's it's pretty cool. So there's 10 members around the U.S. that are helping retailers based on like geographical locations then. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my job, honestly, we sometimes joke that we're just drivers, you know, (laughs) who deal with bikes sometimes. But yeah, especially in my territory, I cover uh, basically the southern Midwest. So everything sort of Kansas and south in the central time zone. And it's a lot of land. It's a lot. It's a lot of ground to cover. But um, yeah, you get to see lots of different people in different regions. It's amazing how different, even within Texas, the opinion and the growth of e-bikes is from city to city. So Yeah, I noticed the diversity in retailers as far as some retailers embracing. And we still have some retailers who are not embracing e-bikes at all. I'm actually really looking forward to getting into that conversation with you, just like what you're seeing working for retailers as far as selling e-bikes. I hope you're traveling with a bike. Are you a cyclist? You must be. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I've got room for at least one bike to come with me on all all my travels. Yeah. It's actually it, one of my favorite things to do is while I'm visiting shops, maybe joining a shop ride on the road. You know, I probably don't know where the best riding is in, in the region. And so getting that uh, that firsthand experience from a local is one of my favorite things. And it gives me another opportunity to connect. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's really fun. I wonder, you know, what are some of the questions that you have retailers? Like, are there some most commonly asked questions that you get retailers that are, you know, when you go to visit them? around the e-bike systems? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the go-to question for most retailers is, you know, what's new? What's coming out? What should we see? What should we expect to see? And, you know, I try to bring some samples when I can, but really I want to kind of funnel retailers to our trainings as well, because we really do get into the features and functions of all of our products there in detail and also sort of how they can sell them and talk to customers about those products and, and when they should 
sell which product to whom, right? Yeah, there is so much there, right? Like what product would be best for which consumer? And I actually think the industry should really look at Bosch as a leader and be thankful for really some of the innovation that you've brought to the industry around e-bike systems, where we can go, like where we're going, where the future is going. So I love that you're getting those questions from retailers Great questions, retailers. Awesome. Keep it up. But all right, so what about your past experience? You said you were at a PVMA conference. So did you work in the industry prior? I did. Yeah. I um I worked at Bicycle Sports Shop in Austin, Texas for basically the whole time I was living in Austin. Before I moved to Austin, I moved from Hawaii and I worked at a small shop on the big island as well as sort of a part-time job. But yeah, I really cut my teeth and got my bearings at Bicycle Sports Shop. I was a mechanic there and then ultimately service manager at one of their satellite stores. And I learned so much. You just see so much at a you know high volume shop like that. So ever um, also I, I was gonna say, I wonder when you go back into a shop now, having been a shop owner and worked in a shop myself before, when I go visit retailers now, I'm always like, I wanna jump in, you know, I wanna get like behind the counter. <laughs> yeah, right? Can I can I get the phone for you? Like <laughs> How can I help? Let me change that too. <laughs> I promise. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a you know, brother and sisterhood, right? Just once you're in it. It's totally. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you before. You were going to add something else. And I totally did that. Oh, uh, it's all good. I'm going to say that it was great to be a part of that group at Sports Shop as well, because there really was some kind of visionary leadership and a really early adoption of e-bikes there. So I was exposed to, like I said, a lot of technology and a lot of new, new concepts early on there. So that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's a, they're awesome retailer. You know, I, we like to bring people on the podcast, you know, from different brands, from different suppliers. So we can really show our listeners, you know, through a conversation, a little bit of a glimpse into more of like what that company organization is like and really expose a person. So thanks for being the person to come on for Bosch. I feel like sometimes when we look at Bosch, it's, it seems like such a large company because Bosch is outside of even the bicycle industry that sometimes it's hard for us to really put like a genuine face on the company or have an idea of what it's like to work for such a large company. So maybe you could help our listeners get a sense of like, what's it like to work for Bosch? I mean, does the bicycle side of the, the company have a really tight-knit community? Could you just speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. What's so unique about our organization and our division specifically in Bosch is we have a sort of small startup vibe, especially the North American team. Our team is just about 40 people or so, and it's probably half of that has come on in the last three years, including myself. So we've grown really fast in the uh, seven or so years that we've been in North America. But what's cool about it is our organization, because we're so small and we have that kind of young startup energy, like I mentioned, we attract some of the kind of bigger brains from other departments, just with like our spark, you know, it attracts people who love bicycles already commonly. And then we all just sort of thrive and synergize on that energy. So it's a unique place. You have, uh, it attracts really smart people who are also super passionate about, about cycling. And then, of course, we have all of the uh, resources and backing of, of the larger organization, Bosch, as a whole, that is incredible to be able to work with and feel supported by. 
I imagine that's fantastic. I, everyone from your team who I have had the pleasure to interact with has been so just like willing to help and willing to assist and super knowledgeable. And, you know, for the MBDA, as we continue to educate retailers and bring forth any information about e-bikes in the future, we look to thought leaders and your company has been really great to help us as we look at like battery safety and UL2849 and just all the things in relation to e-bikes that we we want to make sure retailers are up to speed on. And the other thing, if we flip over just to the consumer facing side, as consumers continue to be attracted to e-bikes and you know the opportunity that they can just expand the sport of cycling to so many more people, your website is just jam packed. And I kind of want to get into that because all right, listeners head over to bosch-ebike.com. Be ready to spend some time surfing this website because there is so much there. I mean, Laura, is this a site that you reference a lot with retailers or talk to me about what your thoughts are? Because there's so much information on the website. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. We kind of built it up to, uh, for customers to go and just kind of explore, you know, maybe they've heard about e-bikes, they've heard about different kinds of e-bikes and they know our brand from maybe other divisions like power tools and dishwashers and all these other things. And so we really wanted to distill it down to, you know, how can we connect customers with these bikes? So we've got an e-bike finder that can help them to kind of figure out what kind of bike they need. We've got a dealer locator that can connect them with a local retailer so they can try that bike out. Um, And then once they have the bike, we actually have a tool on there called the range calculator, which allows you to sort of simulate your riding conditions. And it gives you an estimate of about how much range you could expect while you're out riding. So some really great resources on there. And then of course, there's lots of information about product specifically, and maybe some customizations that uh, riders may be interested in. Because we have an open system that all of the parts are integrated and come directly from Bosch, our displays, for example, are all interchangeable. So you can really nail down the right tool for the job, so to speak, for that customer, depending on what their specific needs are. I'm just super impressed with the buying advice and all the different, you know, the range calculators you mentioned and all the different things here. Do you find that retailers who are selling Bosch equipped bikes are maybe showing this website in their store or using it as a sales tool at all? I hope so, but I don't know how much that is happening. I would love to hear that dealers are using it and referencing it to customers. We have some print assets that I specifically will recommend to dealers as like a sort of, if the customers already come into your door and they're asking you about the product, then sending them home with maybe uh, an informational pamphlet or something, a battery guide, that's my go-to, or Bosch battery guide. It gives you tons of information about sort of the the care and feeding of your e-bike. Once they've already come into the shop, I hope that A, the shop can answer those questions, but also can give them something to take home and, and really think about it. I see the consumer site as maybe linking someone who's doing a Google search about e-bikes or in the very preliminary stages of research and maybe giving them that information directly from the internet. But if dealers are using it, then all the more power to them. I absolutely think it's a resource that uh, should be shared. Yeah, definitely. I guess while we're here, I would be remiss not to ask you, I'm sure there is a dealer 
portal as well. And I want to make sure that our listeners who are selling Bosch equipped e-bikes or thinking about it, know about the dealer portal as well. Can you speak a little bit to what might be on that if someone has not experienced it yet? Of course. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. The website, super easy to remember. The customer facing website is bosch-ebike.com and the dealer website is bosch-ebike.net. Oh, and super simple, but on the dealer site, the back end site, that's where you're going to find a lot of tools that you would be using in the shop, of course. So you've got our diagnostic tool download that's available on the dealer site. Um, you've got technical information, you've got information about uh, how to find and sign up for trainings. You've got videos to refresh your memory um, in case maybe you attended a training and you needed to just sort of touch on something that you didn't fully get during the training. But in addition to that, we actually have marketing tools or marketing support that's available on the Bosch dealer website, including, you know, images that are available to use for dealers on their websites. You can even sort of co-brand these images to overlay your logo with these images when before you add them to your site. And you can customize your dealer portal page as well. So uh, as I mentioned on the customer facing website, there's a dealer portal or a dealer finder rather that the customers can be connected with to find a local dealer. And so on the backend dealer site, you can actually customize that page for your shop that the customer sees so that it gives them the proper information as far as, you know, how to access your shop, the address, the hours, maybe the image, sort of like Facebook page or something. You can, you know, have your profile picture and what you specialize in. If you're an e-cargo dealer or if you mostly do commuting or e-mountain bikes, you can sort of communicate that so that uh, the customer knows what they're in for. I love that. I love that you have product images too that the dealers can use for their own like social posts and whatnot. So I keep saying like for a retailer who might be selling Bosch equipped bikes, but doesn't know, I mean, does that happen? Do you have retailers who are, and maybe hasn't connected with Bosch, I guess, like firsthand yet? Does that happen? Yeah, I think there's no shame in being new to e-bikes. Lots of, like we mentioned earlier, you know, lots of dealers maybe were hesitant early on and are now starting to see the potential and see what e-bikes bring to the table. And so, yeah, I would definitely encourage any dealers who don't know their local rep, you can, you know, reach out and actually all of the rep information is on the dealer portal. So if you go to the dealer portal website, you create an account and then you'll have more access to that. Come to a training, talk to your local rep, get to know us. And yeah, we, we want to help those who want to be helped. Right. So. For our listeners, we will link to that dealer portal and to the consumer facing website in the show notes. So it's easy for you to get to, I promise. Thanks. All right. So I'm going to hit you with a hard one. And, you know, just to be frank, there's so many e-bike systems, right? So, you know, especially there's a lot of new ones trickling into the market. What is it about Bosch that's unique? Like, what are some of those key advantages for choosing Bosch for our listeners who are, you know, maybe new to the brand? They don't really know, like in your words, to summarize it best. Yeah, we work really hard to bring the very best product. But not only that, and lots of companies are doing that, right? But we are backed by some really strong technology that is just part of our DNA as a company, right? I mean, I think we're the only e-bike manufacturer who also has product at the International Space Station. 
So we're in the automotive industry and a lot of this technology was sort of, I don't want to say trickled down, but in a way sort of, you know, translated to e-bikes from that division. And we want to create the best possible product. We also take sustainability really seriously, which I think is a huge, just for me personally, I, I think is a really huge selling point that we don't necessarily talk about as openly, but it, you know, we as a company have been carbon neutral since 2020. And it's like almost hard to believe, right? But yeah, as a global company, we take, you know, the earth and sustainability to heart. And we're really trying to create a product responsibly that also considers sustainability during its inception and through every step of the process, all the way from developing the product and sourcing materials to creating a long lasting product that can be used with several different owners, you know, and have a a long lifespan before it's ultimately retired. And then in addition to that, you know, we have support, we've committed to uh, supporting our product in the field for at least six years after the product's been discontinued. And we support our dealers with really strong service partner in QBP, which you may have heard of. (laughs) Yeah. And they house all of our spare parts catalogs. And we want to have a product that is serviceable and that's going to be in the market for a long time. It's going to give customers a positive experience. It's going to be easy to work on on the back end and just generally be good for the customer, for the shop, for the earth, all those things. So in my view, those are sort of the highlights. And I didn't even touch on our commitment to safety. So, you know, with our UL 2849 certification standard, which is also, you know, unique in the e-bike market. There's so much there. And, um, you know, for our listeners, we've kept it kind of light, you know, like a normally podcast, get to know the guests so far, get to know the brand on the website. But I'm really, really excited about the way Laura just answered this question because listen up, like Bosch is definitely a brand that is really important. They're important for the future of the bicycle industry as we get more riders on e-bikes and we continue to see the e-bike growth. I'm looking at the work Bosch has done and they've made significant investments into the serious safety of our industry, of consumers, of retailers. They've made significant investments into product education, technical training at retail level. And even into consumer research, making sure that you're bringing product that is in demand and that will continue to meet the needs of consumers in the long term. So really dialing in all of those things, you know, I'm I'm looking at how you transition your service and tech training for mechanics to an online, you know, portal opportunity when we had COVID hit. And there's just so much to get into right now. One of the few brands that really is taking safety to a measure by the UL 2849 certification. And we need these things. These are really important things for the industry. So I applaud the work that Bosch has done. For our listeners, you know, Laura and her team, her team of 10 people in the field that are doing what she's doing, these are your firsthand contacts to learn more about Bosch and what they're doing. So Laura, thanks again for taking time to come on. So let's dive a little bit even deeper into this because now that we've established that we know Bosch is doing amazing things, 
Let's talk about something that I know uh, retailers ask often is the service and tech training side. I know you flipped last year. I actually went through, or it was two years ago, I think, or three years ago now, or maybe you always offered online, but I went through the online course. I thought it was awesome. Do we expect some in-person courses to be coming back and talk about certification process a little bit for us? Yeah. So like you mentioned, and so before the pandemic, we were always doing in-person trainings, whether it be a, a city tour, sort of group training in the hotels. Dealers may be uh, familiar or remember that. Or even an in-person training in that retailer's shop specifically where we would go sort of door-to-door. or not, not door-to-door, but we would go as a kind of house call to perform these trainings or to deliver these trainings. So the pandemic definitely interrupted that and we transitioned to these online clinics, these live clinics, so we can answer questions and things. But I think in the fall, we are looking to return to our sort of group training format. Potentially, we're, we're in discussions on how that's going to look and, and how that might be different from uh, years previous. But right now, we actually do have in-person sort of house call trainings available. So if shops are interested in getting their local rep to come in and and deliver a a full certification in person at the shop, we do offer that currently. Oh my gosh, that's um, huge. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's easier to manage on a smaller scale. And I think we're just trying to figure out, like I said, what what those group trainings, those larger trainings are going to make and how how they might be different. But at this point, yeah, we have been on the road, especially this year and, and toward the middle end of last year, we've been doing sort of in-person trainings as on an as-needed basis. So you can sign up through QBP if you are interested in having a live in-person training in your store. Just contact the QBP to sign up for training there. Fabulous. Fabulous. So you're out, you're visiting tons of retailers. Can you tell me, you know, what you're seeing, the retailers that are thriving in e-bike sales? Is there anything that they're doing that maybe our listeners could learn from? Oh, wow. It is really exciting to see some of the new ideas that retailers are bringing to the table to, to open up the door for new riders. I think one of the things that that is so exciting about e-bikes, as you mentioned, it brings in a whole new group of people who maybe weren't cyclists before, maybe weren't as interested in cycling and introduces them to this world that we all love, right? And uh, so I have seen, uh, there's a really cool shop in Bentonville, Arkansas, as part of my territory, that is actually a shop that's centered around sort of kids' bikes and starting young. And they actually carry some Bosch-equipped bikes that are cargo version bikes for that family ride, having kids ride on the back of the bike to get to school or to get to soccer practice or what, whatever the case may be. Just conceptually, I think that's interesting. Uh, I don't know if I had seen like a kid-centric store that had such a reach, but I mean, if you think about getting kids involved young and and getting them to love the bike early on, it's I just love the idea, right? Also, the, uh, you know, NICA involvement is huge. I think on that same vein, I've seen uh, some NICA coaches who have maybe not specifically connected to retailers, but NICA coaches involved in having an e-bike to help training their teams, right? And so having that shop involvement to help sponsor a local NICA team, I think can be a huge 
huge thing that helps the cycling community and then also helps the, the local team to have better training and I'm rambling a little bit. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so like, you said you get to go to Bentonville for it's in your territory. All right. You had me there. I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And then I totally get what you're saying. You know, I was riding, I took a lunch ride today with my son on, a, you know, up a mountain and I really wish he had an e-bike. I love that he's out there doing it, but I'm watching other people who are, you know, going up this hill on e-bikes and it's just, he's 11 and he's struggling and I'm watching other people really when the struggle is removed, it becomes a little bit more enjoyable, you know, for, for different ages, you know, so it just really opens that. Are you noticing that retailers that offer test rides are having more success with e-bikes? Do you notice that on your, on your visits? Have you signed up for Ride It Daily Extended Service yet? What are you waiting for? It's the extended service plan for your customers that pays you your shop rate for extended service and warranty claims. Rides is only available to NBDA members, and it's only available at NBDA.com. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Having bikes to get riders on to try them is like the number one way to sell an e-bike. It's just it once they experience it firsthand, it sort of wipes away all of these misconceptions that they may have had before about not getting exercise or it being cheating. You know, you're still pedaling. You still are working. You take that bike up a hill and you're going to feel the work you're putting in no matter what mode you're in, right? The smile that people come back with at the end of a test ride is the the best thing that you can see as as someone endorsing an e-bike, right? Just having someone come back and they have the biggest smile on their face. It brings you so much joy yourself. So absolutely. And I feel like you can tell the difference between the systems. Like I feel like a Bosch system is very smooth compared to, like if you hop on one system to another system back to back, I feel like you can tell, like that's not in my head, right, Laura? Like you've heard other people no. say that too. <laughs> absolutely. There's so much technology and software development that's built into how the bike actually performs. Our sensors at the cranks, the cadence sensor, the torque sensor, the speed sensor, they're all working together to deliver the power smoothly and like a natural power delivery, like you're riding just a, you know, acoustic bike. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of thought that goes into that. And, you know, we get a lot of questions, especially consumers who are sort of fixated on, on the numbers, you know, on the, the wattages of the bike and the uh, power numbers and all these things. And if you ride our bike next to those bikes, you'll feel the difference and you'll feel we're going for the ride sensation. That's huge for us. You know, those sensors are measuring thousands of times a second to deliver an immediate and responsive ride. So it's hard for me to even get my head wrapped around that, but I understand it. Cause I, when I ride an e-bike and then I ride another one, I can feel the difference, but I don't know, like I'm not an engineer, so I don't know what's actually happening. I actually took an e-bike once and I forgot, I didn't know it wasn't on and I was struggling to keep up with a group ride. And my friend, she's like, how are you doing over there? I'm like, I'm out of shape. She's like, nope. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> Do you feel like you know, we have so many new people who have found cycling and they're engaging with us and they're looking to make an investment in an e-bike. And I feel like it's 
outside of the bike, there's other things that might be attractive to them, like some of the apps that can can get connected to these e-bikes or some of the features, like I think you have a e-bike protect lock feature. Do you find that some retailers are using these apps and features as sales tools as well? I think there is a lot of potential to do that. And I hope that is something that retailers are connecting with consumers to sort of show the the suite of features that the apps will bring, right? So we've got navigation. We, of course, have ride tracking built in. The eBike Connect app also offers a lock, a lock option, which is great. That basically acts as a digital lock. It kind of turns your display into a sort of key for your bike. So if you remove the the display, then the bike won't power on and provide assistance. And it needs your specific display in order to turn the system back on, just like a key. So that's super cool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Key key to your e-bike, right? (laughs) And the key to your heart. (laughs) Well, I love it. I mean, this is like the future. You know, you you talk about, you said e-bike connect. So Give me a little bit more about that. So this is specific to your e-bike and it's a an app that you can use on your phone? Absolutely. Yes. So we have an app with our, uh, our kiosks and Nyon displays called the e-bike connect app. And basically the interface is sort of like, like Strava, where it will show all the rides that you have done in the past, it gives you information about your bike itself, the components that are on it. It can give you the ability to create a navigation or a route to get to a certain place you need to go. And it can give you range in the case of the Nyon. It will actually give you a range estimation based on during your ride on the display. So while you're going to the coffee shop that you programmed to go into, um, it'll tell you, depending on what mode you're in, uh, how much battery capacity you'll have when you get there. Or if you won't have enough capacity to get to your destination then you can change the mode. It'll sort of re-up the estimation for you. So really, really cool technology built in. I would imagine these would be super sales tools because for me, like the guesswork of like, oh my God, am I going to have enough battery left? You know, I'm always on eco mode because I'm like, I don't want to run out. You know? <laughs> these would be huge, like savers. Yeah. So. There's even like as the torque sensor acts as a power meter as well. So some of the displays will even give you, you know, a torque reading, a power reading so that uh, if you're using it for training, then uh, you can get information that way too. Really cool. Some of this stuff must also like, I mean, are you like impressed when some of this stuff comes out? Are you like, wow, this is amazing? <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yes. It's like modern engineering feats. It just blows my mind on a daily basis. So when you're in stores and you're working with retailers, I mean, there's so many different e-bikes on the market right now. You know, there's Amazon, you know, bikes you can buy on Amazon, bikes you can buy direct to consumer. There's bikes from major brands, bikes that go different wattages, like any tips for helping for retailers that are helping customers find the right e-bike? I know it's a really broad question, but. Hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, the test ride is a huge tool, but uh, just like selling any bike, you know, you want to make sure that you are asking enough questions to the customer so that you have a good idea of what they are looking for. You know, one thing in the U.S. that's, you know, a lot of customers like that speed drive unit, right, that goes up to 28 miles an hour. And that's not something that you can't retrofit a bike with that. So it's really important that if that's something the customer wants, that you get out in front of it and understand so that you get them on the proper bike. 
the test ride is something I've heard retailers say too, you know, like you can, like, it's as simple as if you're trying to determine if the customer might be suited for a road bike or a mountain bike or a fitness Mm -hmm. bike, but just doing that. And I think during the test ride, you can also determine which motor the customer likes because they can feel it in their legs, right? Which system? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's important to know, like, at the retailer level, just understanding how the motors will feel differently for the rider, I think can be useful in informing your recommendation for the rider, right? So if you're living in a place that's really hilly or even mountainous, you may not want that super eco drive unit that's very economical and efficient, but may not have the power that that rider may want to get up those hills, especially if they're carrying, you know, they're commuting up those hills or, or something like that, you know. We took e-bikes out in San Francisco on some of the hills and I realized, wow, how it's important to have a re- really nice, smooth operating system going up some of those <laughs> steep hills. I think even in my experience for me, when I hop on an e-bike between the different brands and component systems is just the display. I just might favor the, the way a display works or looks to me because it's easier. Do you notice that as ever being a consideration or factor? Yeah, what's nice about our system, as I mentioned earlier, all of our displays are interchangeable. So if you have a rider who wants that really sophisticated display that offers navigation and color and a really nice user interface, then that's an option for them. But some riders, you know, they want simplicity and they want to have a clean handlebar and having a simple display like the the Purion that we have can offer that as well. So it's really nice to be able to customize that rider's bike based on, you know, what they want to do. Maybe they want to have all that information and maybe they, they don't necessarily, they just want to ride. Right. So. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that sometimes you like to go out on group rides. Are you, I had a a past podcast episode guest talk about maybe just doing a ride just for e-bikes. Are you seeing that at all during your visits that there's e-bike specific rides? Absolutely. Yeah. There I've seen some shops do just like casual, like a coffee ride, like a Sunday morning coffee e-bike ride. Yeah. Just any way that you can reach out to customers and kind of create some interest and create a community is a huge way. One of the great connectors or features of e-bikes that I think offer the ability to connect with others is you can have people of all abilities riding together on an e-bike ride, right? You can have really strong riders riding with maybe newer riders and they can still be social and interact and have great conversations while they're riding that bike. And that just enriches the experience even more. I want to do like an e-bike ice cream ride or something like totally chill. Yeah, this time, this time of year, no joke. (laughs) Like a, an e-bike dip in ice cold water. (laughs) I love it. E-bike swim. All right. So what about all these e-bike specific stores that we have popping up? I feel like constantly, you know, I'm hearing a retailer reach out. I'm just getting in, I'm opening an e-bike store. Any thoughts on that, Laura? Yeah, I love e-bike specific stores because there it seems like a lot of them are already sort of thinking outside the box of what customers want and what they're going to offer for based on, you know, why they're opening the store originally, right? It's like maybe their goal is environmental and they want to have one less car. Then their vision is really clear and they're uh, able to deliver bikes to customers who also have that value. Right. I think they're just really, really interesting. And and there are so many interesting bikes out there, especially 
in that sort of space, the like e-cargo and e-commuter sort of car replacement bikes that I think are fascinating and may not have as much exposure in a bike shop that sells a large variety of bikes, you know. Yeah, so speaking with the cost of gas going up, you know, that we would see more commuting. Are you hearing from retailers that they are seeing more people coming in looking for bikes to, as a form of transportation for commuting purposes to replace automobiles? Definitely. I think the interest is there. And I think it is more palatable, especially considering the rise of gas prices. Just the cost of a a premium e-bike makes more sense because if you're going to be riding it every day, if you're going to be taking your kids to school on it, or if you're going to be going to the grocery store on it, then you want it to be reliable. You want it to ride smoothly and be able to have service parts if you need. Like All of these things, I think, are valuable. I love the thought of like seeing more people commuting their kids to school, you know, in like an e-cargo bike, you know, like just the thought of the future. I I hope more people do embrace this. We've been talking about e-cargo as being something to keep an eye on, especially, you know, as like maybe Amazon looks to transition towards deliveries with bikes. You know, you're seeing that too. So our listeners, Laura's shaking her head, you know, nodding right now. You can't see her, but (laughs) you're with her. Absolutely. Yeah. There are some really cool new ideas, especially in that last mile e-cargo space that I think Turn has a program that works with businesses specifically to uh, help get deliveries out on bikes rather than in cars. And especially in major metropolitan areas where traffic is also a concern and and e-bikes have more access to easier navigation in the cities without, you know, creating congestion, I think. I am really excited about the future as e-bikes continue to grow. It's fun to keep an eye on. All right. So we've talked a little bit about the role you're playing for sustainability, a topic that hasn't come up too much yet, but I'm really interested to learn your viewpoint on it is we've had a lot of retailers transition over the past two years to bringing in more used bikes into their store. We haven't really talked about used e-bikes yet. Any thoughts around used e-bike category and things we should consider when thinking about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I mentioned in part of our sustainability vision, one component of that that's really important is that our product has the lifespan that it can last a really long time and maybe through multiple owners. One tool that we offer actually on the service side that I think is really cool is Bosch Battery Capacity Tester. One of the things that I think has stopped people from uh, entering their e-bike into the secondhand market is the crapshoot, you know, uncertainty behind the electrical components and whether they're going to last. And so with our Bosch battery capacity tester, you're actually able to run a sort of health check on the battery that has been in use with the first owner and maybe at the time when they're ready to resell their bike to upgrade to a new bike. Having a health check on that battery to provide to potential buyers can really help reinforce the the resale value of that bike. And it's a great service to provide to your customers to to help validate that. So I love that. That's amazing. I, I hope that more people. And so that's on the dealer portal is where they can have access to this capacity tester tool or what actually is the battery capacity tester tool? Like give us a, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. So the battery capacity tool or battery capacity tester is a uh, tool that you can purchase from QBP. 
uh, our service partner. So in Canada, we have a different service partner, LTP. But basically, it is a tool that you can plug the battery directly into and then connect it to the diagnostic tool on your computer. And it can run a report specifically for that battery to give you a sort of idea of its real-time capacity. You know, all lithium-ion batteries are going to suffer from some form of natural aging, especially with time and with use. And so that's to be expected that some level of capacity may diminish over uh, periods of time, but we have a lot of pride in the longevity of our batteries and uh, we stand by that, by being able to offer that health check in the field to give insights to uh, buyers and to, to retailers. Yeah, I could see how that would be an amazing tool for retailers to offer to their customers as something that they can perform for them. I would expect we'll see more service centers looking to offer that. So thank you. That's a fabulous tip. And uh, listeners, definitely check out that battery capacity tester tool. So you're thinking that the that we're going to be seeing, you know, potentially in the market, we're going to have more e-bikes and we'll have used e-bikes. And if we can say that, I don't want to say certified, but say that they're at least the battery has a lifespan left of this. It just gives us some more diagnostics to go along with selling a UV bike. Yeah. Yeah. More data, more information to just make an informed decision. Right. So I guess then if we're talking about batteries lifespan, let's just flip over to battery recycling for a moment. We know people for bikes and, and call it a recycle. They have the program has, did Bosch play a role in that or just, you know, anything you can mention there? Sure. Yeah. We're part of a group of brands who helped uh, to sort of figure out the best way to implement uh, industry-wide battery recycling program because, of course, e-bikes, there are going to be needs for battery recycling and not all you know local areas can handle it. So having a national program that retailers can go to and they know exactly how to recycle a battery that's at the end of its life and how that process goes through a call to recycling, it's, it's huge. Yeah. So when you visit retailers that you've got a lot, like participation is increasing, you know, we continually, like we survey our members and we say, are you doing this? Are we doing this? We put a survey out. It looks like there are a lot of retailers taking part in that. Are you seeing that when you go to your visits? Absolutely. Yeah. When it first came out, that was the number one talking point that I was mentioning to my dealers is, uh, have you heard of this yet? You can sign up today go and just so you know what to do when that arises. If you have to warranty a battery, then you know where the battery that's sort of finished can go and and you don't have to try to figure it out on a local level. Yeah. It seems pretty easy. It's like they provide you everything you need, you put them in a box and ship them back. So it seems like, you know, congrats on helping with that project because it seems like it's really made it pretty easy at retail level to recycle batteries. Yeah, exactly. Having the resources, having the boxes, having the information just simplifies and takes all the guesswork out of it. Anything else? Like when you're visiting retailers that, you know, we talk a lot about safe storage. Is there anything else that comes up on your visits that you might want to mention to retailers? Sure. Yeah. So yes, safe storage, of course, and charging. Those are really important topics, obviously, for safety. One thing to consider is that you should never be leaving a battery unattended while it's charging. That is an important thing to know. Another aspect of battery safety that I like to mention to shops is that it's great to have a sort of isolation or a safe zone for the battery in the shop 
report somewhere that you can put maybe a battery that is suspicious or is maybe damaged to quarantine it so that you know it's safe and, you know, basically a safe place to put it. There are tons of different products that are available for this, uh, you know, like fire safety sort of products, but even something as simple as a metal sort of trash can and a bag of sand can be super effective to offer a layer of safety that I think a lot of shops, maybe especially ones that are new to e-bikes, haven't considered. Yeah, there's so much there. And I really appreciate you touching on that because in this, we just did a survey. We're recording mid-July here. We just did a survey at the MBDA to our retailers asking, you know, are you aware of the issues and do you have things set up in the store? And it's like 92% of people are aware and only 30% actually have something set up in store. So we want to make sure we continue to advocate for this message. People must love it when you come in, right? Like I remember like just like the staff would all like get around and get stoked on the product. Like it must be pretty cool, right? To be the person walking in to stoke everyone out and give the knowledge, huh? Yeah, it's kind of fun. You know, I feel a little like a rock star, but <laughs> no, <laughs> on, on my best days, on my best days. But yeah, it's great. I mean, I love hearing feedback about our products from shops and I love, you know, just like answering questions and engaging. I think you know, it's, it's just really, it's fun. It's fun to be able to be a part of that. And, and yeah. be in that Do you find, you know, I want, I want to give our listeners a call to action. Cause I feel like oh, maybe, you know, it is possible that we have retailers who are listening who are like, Oh, I know Bosch. I know everything going on. I'm good. I'm up to speed. You know, I've done the training three years ago or, or whatever. Right. Like I almost want to be like, call to action, like go revisit. Cause there's probably new things. Like how often is the technology improving and what would your call to action be to retailers who are listening today? Yeah, that's a great question, Heather. I would say, you know, our trainings are available all the time at this point, you know, especially with the online component, but we have new product coming out every year. And sometimes multiple times a year, you know, we have little uh, things that will drop in periodically through the year, but you know, even software updates come out quarterly. So with a software update, you can get new features like navigation, you know, that weren't available in our suite and now now are available just based on that. So I think for dealers, it's really important to try to engage with, well, first of all, come to a training once a year, pretty please, mm-hmm. you know, check us out, engage with us, ask questions, you know, and we really want to be a resource, especially our field team. We want to be a resource to you so that you have a point of contact when you run into an issue, when you have a question, if you're uncertain about how to deal with a battery that is giving you some kind of issue. Uh, if you need to know, you know, we have a, a technical hotline specifically for answering questions and, and uh, helping with, with technical issues that is available. And just knowing the resources that are available, that's really important. But then re-engaging and, and staying involved, I think is also really important. I love that. I think that's a fantastic answer. So listeners, we'll have a link to the dealer portal. And you know, as Laura stated earlier, you can find your local person in there. Also, Laura, I want to take this question one step further then, because I'm thinking about the communication maybe that goes to the rider, the new e-bike purchaser at the time of sale and what the what the retailer is telling 
the rider, you know, congratulations on your purchase. Welcome to the e-bike world. Is there any messaging there that we should be delivering to, you know, the Bosch website is full of stuff. Is there stuff on there that might be good for the consumer as a resource post-purchase? Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, one resource that I really like, and we offer a, a number of print resources or print assets on QBP at no charge. So dealers can literally order a stack of um, say these battery guides, you know, that I mentioned earlier that have the sort of uh, tips on how to best care for your new e-bike. Tips on range, tips on how to optimize your range and how to optimize the overall life of your bike. You can order a stack of those from QBP, throw them into the next shipment you have that qualifies for free shipping and they're uh, no cost to you. And then just hand those out with every new bike sale. I had no idea. That's awesome. So retailers get on that. That's fantastic. See, we're learning stuff. It's happening right now. (laughs) Um, I can feel it. (laughs) I can feel it. It's happening. Laura, is there anything else? I've definitely kind of thrown questions at you left and right and out of the blue. I could probably talk to you for another hour just asking more about advocacy, safe routes, bike share. Is there anything else that you had in mind that you wanted our listeners, you know, that you wanted to mention? Wow. Well. I would say advice for the retailer, don't be afraid to reach out to people that you maybe are outside of the normal cycling community. Try to draw in new interested people, you know, people who are interested in the health benefits of e-bikes. There's a whole segment on our dealer portal about sort of the health conscious e-bike buyer and how to talk to that group. You know, set up demo days in places where you might find new customers. Word of mouth is huge. If one person in a neighborhood has an e-bike, they will evangelize about how great it is to all of their friends. And being able to capture that new community and keep them engaged with something like a a regular community ride or uh, an event that encourages e-bikes is a huge way that you can just stay involved and be a part of their journey. That's fabulous advice. That's like the gold right there at the end of the conversation, you know, to think outside and continue to reach new cyclists and the diverse cyclists um, that e-bikes open up the sport too. So fantastic. Laura, all right, question. If our listeners wanted to follow up with you, maybe get in touch with you. Maybe they didn't want to go to the portal. They want to just reach out to Laura to see if you can put them in contact with their local person. Might you share some contact information? Yeah, of course. I can give you my email address. It's laura.montero, M-O-N-T-E-R-O at us.bosch.com. And uh, you can put that in the show notes if you want. And I'd be happy to answer any other questions. If anybody wants to just say hi, that's totally cool too. So I love it. The retailers that have you are very lucky. Your genuine, awesome personality and really it's fantastic to chat with you. And thank you for sharing your insight with our listeners and for Bosch for your continued support of the MBDA and retailers at large. I hope it cools down a little bit there. Uh, you know, for our listeners, we were talking off air. It's been super hot. So, oh my god, is it just a double digit day would be nice. I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> But yeah, Heather, you're too kind. Thank you for saying all that. And it was really a pleasure to chat with you today.
Awesome. All right. So thank you listeners for listening to Bicycle Retail Radio. This podcast is designed specifically for the bicycle industry. If it's your first episode, I urge you to take time, listen to the past episodes. I promise you're going to find some relatable insight and some great nuggets in each episode. Special thanks always to MBDA Development Director Rochelle Scouten for the editing and promotional graphics with today's episode. Thank you for all the work you do for showing up every day, for serving your community, for keeping your lights on, for being an awesome human. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And with this, we go. This has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership and member benefits, join us at nbda.com. <laughs>